Hi. Oh, hey, how's it going? Um, hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hello. It's Vanessa. And Michael. Hello. I'm so thrilled to hear from you. <laughs> we're so um, thrilled to hear from you. Um, are, uh, I hope we're not bothering you or anything. We, we wanted oh. to see if you had time to chat. Oh, yeah. I'm not busy. I was just starting to think about what I was going to make for dinner. I was in that like pre-prep phase where I was just mm. like conceptual what dinner could be mm. oh yes yes the prelude yeah. to a concept the prelude yes. to a concept yeah 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 sometimes that could be overwhelming so we don't want to no no that. problem i was i was still firmly pre-notion so i can just okay. yeah i can <laughs> step away and come back <laughs> yeah okay, okay that's a good a good place to be <laughs> wonderful good yeah we don't want to we don't want to interrupt it in like the sort of like rim like the chunky thinking of the dinner like when you're really yeah, thinking about it the kind of thick mid-concept uh, zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the dense, the dense idea nexus. Yeah, we're not there yet. This okay, is a perfect okay. time. Yeah, yeah. Good. good. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Oy. Well, um, Michael and I uh, wanted to know if you could uh, just chat with us really quick about um, dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we love to talk about dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, we weren't sure, like, because, like, like, sometimes people have, like, some reservations because dinosaurs is such, like, a big thing, but you seem game right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I'm not in kind of the most dinosaur-intensive phase of my life, but (laughs) I think it, it reminds me of childhood, the, the, just the idea of dinosaurs, so I'm, I'm very happy to revisit that time. Okay, come through nostalgia. Yes, let's bring you back. Let's turn the dial back. Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. Okay, well, you, if you have any, like, uh, recipe cards or anything you're perusing, go ahead and put those away. Okay. And we're going to go and, you know, like, really turn our brains back a couple thousand years, a million years. I don't know time. Um, (laughs) 2,000 years ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth. (laughs) Listen... Before we go away, I'm just going to say, Jesus, dinosaur, not dinosaur. We don't know. All right. Who so can just think say? about that. Who can say? <laughs> Let's just think about that for a second. We'll be right back. Oh, my gosh. I'm so wow. glad you're pro-dinosaur. Well, it feels a little stingy to be anti-dinosaur at this point in history. Like, like they don't pose a threat. It would just be like rubbing it in to be anti-dinosaur still. Yeah. But there's some people that are. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's true. some people that are like so afraid of like, you know, the dinosaurs coming back that they're like, I'm not even going to. I refuse to believe they ever existed. Yeah, that's true. Right. I guess there are people who are anti-dinosaur and that they're non-believers in the existence of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Which I but think anyone... is the most anti you could possibly be. Totally. <laughs> for, for sure. That. Right. You could think dinosaurs are bad, but then to negate their ever having existed, that's disrespectful in my it's, opinion. It's trashy. It's ca- it's it's catty. I think it is. It's be like it is. It's a little catty. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of petty. There's just like, come on, let we know dinosaurs happened. We've yeah. seen their bones. Yeah. 
Right. You've seen oh the documentaries, god. the Flintstones, etc. Oh my god! If I mean, if we've seen their bones, like that's all I need for proof of bones. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's so much stuff that I've only seen its bones, and I'm like, yeah, that used to exist. <laughs> yes. Right. That's like whenever your friend is like, oh my god, I had the craziest night. I ran into Jason Momoa at the club, and you're like, show me his bones. Then. Show me his bones. <laughs> <Yeah>. Show me <laughs> bones. <laughs> at least bones, or it didn't happen. Bones, yeah, bones, or it didn't happen. Honestly, I feel like we've got this middle ground of like, you don't have to like furnish a one of his physical bones for me to touch, but an x-ray would be nice. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Now you said, um, you said you're not really in a dinosaur like phase of your life right now. Yeah. Um, which, um, I feel like I am, I'm, I'm 35 and I, I still love dinosaurs. And, um, when I was living in LA a couple years, uh, I had a big T-Rex, um, on my wall. So I feel like I'm very in my, you know, dinosaur phase, but when was yours? It was when I was younger, for sure. When I was a kid, I was very into them. I was into the differences between we. I feel like dinosaurs are kind of the only creatures where we're like, okay, did they eat meat or did they eat plants? Because that's a very important. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like if you were to be like, Josh, what does a possum eat? Is it meat or plants? I'd be like, I don't know. And there's so many possums <laughs> around. But with a dinosaur, I can't. I'll be like, oh, they have big, flat, plant-eating teeth. <laughs> An animal that hasn't existed in millennia. I know what their teeth were like. I like yes. to imagine that at one point, because we're like generally, and I think, and again, I don't know, but I'm going to say that all bovine creatures eat grass. But I like to imagine there was a period of time where there was some like hardcore meat eating cows. Yeah. Like if we trace the cow far enough back, there was a point where a cow was like a pretty vicious, mm-hmm. like meat eating creature. Yeah. That would be you've very heard of a, You've heard of a bull in a china shop. You should see a bull in a delicatessen. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the salami. The the pork salami. I'm not a freak. I'm going to beef salami. We're having a very borscht belt moment, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for it. I I have a per, I have a personal favorite dinosaur iconography. Okay. And and there's a there's a mini golf course on Route 1 in Massachusetts, which is where I'm from, and there is a I think it's gone now the last few years since I moved to New York, but there was a big orange dinosaur, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but orange overlooking the highway as part of this mini golf course. And it was very like fun and vibrant and always exciting to see. And it like, I was so enticed. The mini golf course was, was totally fine, but I, I, it was such it held such a place in my head because of the dinosaur that when you drive by, you'd be like, that's the coolest place I've ever seen. Yes, right. Yes. It almost doesn't uh, matter what's in it at all. You're just sort of like, oh, that's the dinosaur place. Is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, oh, right, right, right. I want to stop. If there's a huge T-Rex, mm-hmm. a brontosaurus mm-hmm. sticking out from the highway, I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've um, got to. Yeah. I just recently went to the dinosaurs that are outside of Palm Springs mm-hmm. um, with some babies, um, which um, is the way to go because my adult brain was 
a little sad because I was like, oh, this is kind of dingy. Like, yeah. Like, this is, like, falling apart. It's become, like, this sad desert thing. But going with, like, some two-year-olds that are terrified by all of these, like, concrete dinosaurs was a real delight because yeah. they were just sort of, like, creeping up, like, slowly crawling up towards them as slow as possible. And we're like, yeah, you can go see it. And they're like, it looks like a demon. Like, yeah, <laughs> and they don't have scary. the context for like this could use a little newer paint. This right. could use another coat of plaster. They're just like these are the best dinosaurs I've ever approached in person. The, the, the only, the only dinosaurs the only. they've ever approached. So like they're like experiencing the whole concept of scale, and they're also yes. you know like young babies that were also like you know doing so much of their development during the pandemic. Yeah. So they're also like things get this big. Sure. Like, <laughs> right. Maybe you, maybe you've seen the house and the yard and the park and like a couple of people and they they're just out like, whoa, this I didn't even know. All I know this stuff is from from the, the movies, which are on an iPad. All of them. <laughs> right. Do it you was very entertaining. I've been I've been hesitant to revisit. Do you think. The Jurassic Park dinosaurs, the old ones, not the Chris Pratt ones, the mm. the original Jurassic Park dinosaurs hold up. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I watch Jurassic Park probably like once every two years or so. Yeah. Same. It's it's really good. Yeah, it rules. It's it's, it's great. so good. And just like that t-rex i'm just like i love her i love that they mm-hmm. keep giving her work making more movies yeah i used to <laughs> she I used deserved to win, it right thank you she's kind my of favorite the, the gene smart of dinosaurs yes. the gene, she is. Yes. <laughs> well that a lot of people yeah actually the t-rex did guest star on designing women for one episode <laughs> and it's not talked about much it's weird that you know <laughs> They they talk about all the Dixie Carter speeches, but the T Rex gave a great speech. Um, yeah, but she but the thing is, she was playing Tipper Gore, a young Tipper Gore, <laughs> yes. and that's how good she was. People right. don't realize she was the same actress. That's like one of those memes. Like, did you realize that Tipper Gore from Designing Women was the same dinosaur who played the dinosaur in Jurassic Park, the T Rex? Want to feel old. Yeah, want to feel old. (laughs) Yeah, and then she gave that speech where she was like, and that's the night the meteor hit planet Earth, you know? And it was really good. Yeah. It was an impressive episode. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I definitely liked Brontosaurus. That that was my favorite. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. now as an adult, I'm a T-Rex girl. What was... What what changed? I think just... The I, the T Rex is a bad bitch, and yeah. I see myself more in her. And then, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this the Brontosaurus just eats plants. Yeah, mm. I I've got an affection for the cranky plant eating dinosaurs, like the <laughs> like a a Stegosaurus. Like yeah. it's it's like I'm go- like I'm I'm gonna have this kale salad, but I have spikes on my tail. Or the the ankylosaurus, right? Is that what it's called? That had that that has like the heavy tail, and it it's kind of yes. like a big turtle. Yeah, right. yeah, spiky turtle. Yeah, why are they so? I guess like for protection, but yeah, it's very aggressive for very aggressive. plant eating. 
Well, I think it's like I feel like the Stegosaurus and like the the really defensive plant eaters are a lot like like certain people that have lived in New York for a really long time, mm-hmm. and you're like, why is that old lady so mean? Yeah, and it's like, is it is it that she's mean or is she just sort of untouchable as she pushes her way through the city? And right, yeah. like she's not committing crimes, right? Like she's not out in the city <laughs> robbing yeah. people. But if you attempt to um block the path to her subway car she will put the the leg of her walker <laughs> through your eye socket a hundred percent i'm also really into the idea of dino crimes now and yeah. i want sort of like a dinosaur detective narrative where mm. like it's basically law and order but like jurassic period and like dinosaurs have to like figure out dino crimes i like that i think I feel like it would be so here's a very funny thing about it, though. Right. Like, I imagine dinosaurs would be good at crime because they're like kind of large and strong and like impulsive, like acting on like dinosaur impulses. But they would be so bad at solving crime because their (laughs) brains are the size of walnuts. (laughs) So they'd just be like, I don't know about this one, chief. (laughs) And they'd just be like, (laughs) like looking at the evidence, like, "Eh." Looks like there's a hole shaped like a foot. Must have been used to be a foot here. <laughs> it's like clearly the T-Rex every time, but they're like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, She's sort there's of like a, a Carmen Sandiego kind of figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real obvious over. <laughs> Wearing a really big hat. Big hat. Long coat. And then all the detectives are just like, I don't know. Used to be something here. Now there's nothing here. I don't know what you want me to do about it. And they're just like, none of them have like any like problem solving skills. They're just like, eh, let's, let's go get something to eat, huh? <laughs> it's I so love, true. Yeah. I love this spot on uh, Paleozoic accent that you're Thank doing. You. Also. Yeah, this. I do. I do a lot of era appropriate accent work. I love it. Yeah, I'm kind of an accent historian. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. Like in the Jurassic Park movies, the T Rex was always like very sneaky and like hid very well. I'm like, how mm-hmm. are we not seeing where this bitch is the whole time? Yep. Right. Yeah, and she the would other sneak up. Very sneaky. So big, but so sneaky. <laughs> so sneaky. Yeah, and I do like that in Jurassic Park, I think there's a lot of effort um, to make the Velociraptors, like, seem sexy. Yeah. Um, Like, especially with that hunter guy, like, he is, like, very sexy for the Velociraptors. Like, whenever they trap him and he's all, like, clever girl. Clever girl is very sexy. He's so into it. Like, he's like, you and your prowess, oh my god, you're gonna eat me and I'm so into it. And... Yes. Yeah, and when they figure out the door and they're like, oh, don't come in. <laughs> We're not ready. <laughs> yeah, it's very, they really make it sensual. They do. They think that there's like, yeah, like like a lot of them are like sort of blunt, blunt instruments. And they're like, oh, here's a big dumb dinosaur crashing through a wall. But the Velociraptors, yeah. they're very, they're like Black Widow. Like yes. the Velociraptor yes. could replace Scarlett Johansson in the Marvel Universe and just be oh, like, yeah. I'm... I'm Black Widow. I, and I've heard it rumored that 
they're going to. <laughs> <laughs> they should just do the new Sex in the City movie with Velociraptors. Oh, it'd be so great. Ugh. Yeah, as Samantha, or no, uh, to replace uh, the whole cast. The whole cast, <laughs> Velociraptors. Only Kim Cattrall. Three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Velociraptors. Like she would do it. And Kim the- Cattrall. That would be so funny. <laughs> it would be better. Yeah, it would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Um, so when you were growing up, did you watch the show or like, I feel like we're in the same general age range. Did you watch the show Dinosaurs? I did not. But my friend, my best friend in like kindergarten, my best friend Ethan would describe it to me because he went to bed a little later than I did. So because it, it aired, I was pretty small, probably like five, six. And so okay. he would tell me what it was like. And I just like couldn't believe that it was real. We'd be like, and then the baby's like, not the mama. And I was like, come on, that's not how, that's not a TV show. But it was, it's real. Yeah. Oh, I like this oral history. (laughs) Yeah. I would get like every episode, he'd be like, okay. And then the dad would come home from work and the baby would hit him with a frying pan. And I'd be like, this is too marvelous to be real. (laughs) I feel like my, I had a a friend describe to me because. They had like HBO, so they would describe to me like, um, you know, real sex. Sure. Eighty one or whatever, and yep. but I love the the concept of like you're getting told dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're like five, that's as close to porn as you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like there's a TV show with dinosaurs that talk, and they are like three dimensional, and there's family yeah. dynamics at play. This is incredible. Yeah, everyone shits on the dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the weird shit about dinosaurs, and I, I think this has been discussed, you know, to some degree, but for anyone that doesn't know, is the show ends, spoiler alert, with, like, a climate <laughs> the apocalypse. Show, the show's not still going. <laughs> is that what you're spoiling? <laughs> the if, show... you start, if you start it now, don't expect it to continue indefinitely from, like, 1990 to the present. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it's it's like, it's not The Simpsons. Like, that's like no. the only show that... that yes, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the show ends with like a climate apocalypse and all of the dinosaurs dying. Yeah. And so you're like, if you're watching it and you're like watching and you get attached to these, like imagine... It's essentially like if you took any like sort of show, like modern family and yeah. at the end of the show, the entire modern family dies. And, <laughs> and not only the entire modern family, their whole species <laughs> entirety, like every guest star that was ever on Modern Family. Yeah. And it's like and you watched it with your family. And then yeah. the end, it's like, well, they're all going to die. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like they should end every series like that, though. That's genius. Because <laughs> I feel like the finales never are what the fans want. Like, friends, right. time, everyone's always mad. So it's like, yeah, let's just end the world. Meteor's coming. <laughs> I th- I think that's good. It's like, it get you know what to look forward to, right? You're not like, are they going to stick the landing? You're like, you know, it's like a meteor or like yeah. some kind of disease. Yeah, it's that's what I think that's good. Right, um, they should. They should swap okay. out the ending of the Sopranos with the ending. Uh, well, of I was going to say, I think the only, um, the only <laughs> note I have is meteors approaching the Earth. Right, just like you can see it kind of burning up as it enters the Earth's atmosphere. Dinosaurs not suspecting anything. You see them hanging out. Then, as the meteor kind of breaches Earth's atmosphere, fade out. Don't stop believing. 
<laughs> Dinosaurs over. <laughs> yes. yes, every show should be a combination of Sopranos and Dinosaurs. And Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. I think that would work. I'm super so into good. it. I rewatched all of, just going back, sorry, a moment on for what Vanessa just said. I just rewatched all of Seinfeld and the finale, I think, remains bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's been <laughs> the kind of a reevaluation it. of it, but like the thing about it to me was that it's like people, character witnesses, for all their, like, the transgressions they've committed over nine seasons or whatever. But some of them are just talking about misunderstandings. They did so much worse stuff. Like, some of the stuff that gets brought up of is just like, oh, that was an accident. Like, this was, this was an on purpose. And they did so much mean, evil stuff over the course of those nine seasons. It's just like, stick to that. It's a much stronger testimony. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, and they do go to prison, right? Same cell. (laughs) They're in, right, they're in jail, but they are sentenced to prison, I believe. Okay. But they're in Um, there, they're in the cell, and then they have that conversation that mirrors the opening scene where -hmm. they're talking about um, a button on on George's shirt, or Jerry's shirt. Okay. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it being such a big moment to watch that finale. It's huge. And it, yeah, it was huge. And I remember, I guess that was sort of like in a period where the internet was still sort of like a toddler. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't quite the, like, I just imagining like Twitter or something during that. Because like the disappointment was palpable in like school. <laughs> yeah, it was just school. That's what I was talking about. And like yeah. other children were like, that stinks. <laughs> Did you see this shit? Just like the 14... dinosaur finale was Yeah. Bad. Oh, I, I wish they had gotten hit by a meteor. Um, but yeah, that I remember that like being like 14, 15, and, and that happening and being like all the kids being like, well, that was a letdown. And it's like so funny that like to be forming taste, like obviously children have taste, right? Like young people know what they like and don't like, but that was kind of the first moment probably of like mass cultural disappointment, expectation and disappointment that I remember in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it feels like, yeah, it definitely feels like that at least like in our our generation or something. I feel like a little bit earlier, there were like the weird things like St. Elsewhere where everything was a dream and people were like, or the who hot, who shot Jr. Yeah. I know that was a big cultural disappointment, but yeah, I feel like the Seinfeld finale was our generation's like early. What? Like, yeah, (laughs) yes, totally. The first time, like in my, conscious memory that I was part of a monoculture that was like, no, thanks. (laughs) It didn't work. Yeah. Didn't do Um, it for me. I have a very unsophisticated teenage brain and this did not satisfy me. (laughs) Um, Slightly circling back on to dinosaurs though. I do. I'd be remiss if we didn't ask, how do you feel about feathered dinosaurs? Are we talking just regular birds? Or no, like the idea that like people oh. are starting to think that all dinosaurs had feathers or most of them. <laughs> yeah, did. that's great. I think that's very good. Cause then they all seem like giant sports mascots to me. Yes. <laughs> Just like I don't know what about the feather that does it. They seem more like there's like a whimsy to a feather. 
Absolutely. What if they didn't have feathers and they just saw wore fedoras with feathers? Then that's that I think <laughs> firms up your theory about dinosaur detectives. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there there's something draggy. There's something drag brunch about a feather. Um, yes. It does make me feel like um, all of the dinosaurs like I like that's the sort of homosexual prehistoric past i want to see is because we you know it's pretty clear they're like oh dinosaurs you know we're just out here doing whatever they wanted throw a feather on it and all of a sudden they're all drag queens for me i'm really into that i think that's great oh absolutely did y'all ever watch barney yeah i saw a little bit i think that i was like a little too cool for school and i remember being really like snotty about barney and i had like a barney stuffed animal that we would all like graffiti and mark on and put anarchy symbols on that <laughs> that makes sense oh sorry i was gonna say because my Go sister ahead. is about three years younger and she it was like more for her than it was for me and i think mm-hmm. like pretty early in the run i became a little bit like yeah you they love you you love them okay they're <laughs> okay that's fine yeah that's the whole, every sh- episode yeah. i didn't watch it but that was the show my friends were telling me about was like oh okay oh the barney show and i kept thinking they were talking about barney from the flintstone sure I was like he got his own show that's great <laughs> spinoff the barney spinoff okay so it was like showing joey. up at a school yeah, yeah i was like joey <laughs> but but then they're like yeah it's with the dinosaur and all. i was like yeah barney from flintstones right because they're, they're dinosaurs <laughs> they, yeah that makes makes total intuitive sense i was yeah but now seeing that like you know there was like the pop stars now like selena gomez mm-hmm. and demi lovato they were all on the barney show i'm like well that's why they're all messed up now because of barney mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's, the, it's it. the the barney to online drama pipeline is yes. what happens <laughs> yeah. you start out on barney it's it's um unavoidable you know they were they were raised by a big dinosaur a big purple t-rex mm-hmm. barney is a t-rex yes mm-hmm. i think so that's not who you put in charge of your children <laughs> yeah no i of feel all like the dinosaurs I, I feel like i would trust it and maybe this is my own unconscious bias but I would trust an herbivore more around children. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's like it's not about anything, you know, you know, specific. It's just sort of like, well, they just have flatter teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just on the accidental snag. Like my dog growing up one time yeah. accidentally didn't bite me, but his tooth got like caught on my arm. Yeah. While we were playing. And it's like, well, let's get some flat teeth on that dog. Right. Yeah. Give that dog some veneers. <laughs> yeah, I think Barney got veneers. Barney did have were... some veneers. <laughs> Very flatty. That's true. Barney. Well, that was that was not for safety. That was just because that someone told him he would never work in show business right. <laughs> with his old teeth. And those and Barney's were brutal because that was like not veneers. It was like a veneer. Like it was just yeah, like, like one yeah. big tooth, <laughs> like a mouth guard. <laughs> I feel like Barney was definitely trying to like host family feud, do other like gigs <laughs> after the yeah. show. Right. It was sort of like a Ryan Seacrest like arc. <laughs> Barney was Barney wanted to like be on American Idol. You know, he yeah. wanted to do Rock and New Year's Eve. He yeah. had like a plan and it doesn't I mean, always work out. No, I mean, 
I think you, it's what people say about one hit wonders, right? Of like, that's one hit is still pretty good. And like yeah. Barney w- had a show for years. It's like, if it, he doesn't, what does he need? He could retire on that money. What does he need mm-hmm. to, he could do whatever he wants. He could travel the world. He, he doesn't need to be hosting Wipeout with Nicole Byer and John Cena. <laughs> yeah, well, but I hope yeah. Barney makes a comeback and, you know, they put him in something, a reboot. A mm-hmm. something. At least like Center Square or something. Yeah. Like, hey. like, let Barney host Jeopardy. <laughs> yes, let's settle it. Let's get Barney in there. Barney would be a good Jeopardy host. It'd be so funny. <laughs> it's like because there was such a sweet moment and deserved where people like rallied behind LeVar Burton and then he's getting that run hosting Jeopardy. And then if people just like I love when people just sort things wrong and they're yeah. like, like, oh, LeVar Burton, like beloved, like man of letters, beloved children's host. And people just sort like. Okay, children's show from the early 90s, let Barney host Jeopardy. That's the important quality. Oh, and he's got like a mustache now and like a, his, his hair's combed back. Yeah. yeah. I'm into that. I'm into I'm that, yeah. He's got like salt and pepper hair. Yes, a tie. <laughs> when you just kind of combine it, like, so right now in my head, the most dystopian television show um, that exists is The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah, I was hoping you would say that, yeah. Yeah, I feel uh, like The Masked Singer, like, if you put it in, um, like, The Hunger Games, it yep. would be a perfect fit. <laughs> I was thinking yes. The Fifth Element. Like, it feels... Yeah. Maybe someone. If, I'm sorry if this is something that I'd seen tweeted. I, I really like apologize. But like, if it was, and if it's not, if it popped into my mind because of that, it really does feel like like something that's on in the background. Like it's not a Black Mirror episode. People are like, that's Black Mirror. But it's like the show someone is watching in Black Mirror as just a sign of the times. But it's not itself the the like central thrust. Yeah, yeah. I would. I. But I think that if you could do that with Jeopardy, so it's like. It's someone different hosting Jeopardy every time, but they're masked, and you get like, and you, and you get an extra like ten grand added to your score if you figure out who's hosting Jeopardy. And it's called the show is called Lowercase M, Uppercase ASK, <laughs> <laughs> or what if Barney was on The Masked Singer, but is like a bumblebee, and then mm-hmm. he's unmasked, well, they, and it's Barney. They did that. <laughs> Vanessa, they did that with Kermit the Frog. No. I swear. Oh, my God. It was like last uh, season. I don't know. It, it, the Masked Singer feels like one of those shows where, like, every 45 minutes, they're like, a new season premieres. And, and <laughs> like, like The Bachelor, where it's like, there have been so many Bachelors. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. And Bachelorettes. It just is so the seasons happen so fast. Like I, it feels like some shows, the shows are going in two directions. This is my expert analysis. There's like the prestige shows where they're like every year we get three and a half episodes and that's, mm-hmm. that's half a season. And then yeah. 18 months later, we do another three and a half episodes <laughs> and you're grateful for it. You you swine. And yeah. then the other side of things is like the bachelor. It's like, there's, there's fucking three bachelors at once. It's like a pinball machine where all the balls are going and there's three different seasons. 
and they're all happening at the same time. Well, yeah, um, I mean, I think like all those shows, like The Real Housewives or The Bachelor, yes. they follow sort of like the yeah. Starbucks Starbucks model, where it's like, you know, fuck scarcity, fuck yes. you know, if fuck the idea that you have to like create supply and demand, just supply no. and yeah, like it's just supply, and then and, you, and we demand you take it. <laughs> Every time I see an episode of The Bachelor, like some weird reason I catch it, I'm like, "We're this is Handmaid's Tale. Why is the yeah. show still on? <laughs> yeah. We're getting closer and closer to Handmaid's Tale. It's, um, it's, I didn't, okay, this is just me. And I travel a pretty good amount. Like I, I live in New York City, which is like kind of outlier Like I, I admit that maybe I'm out of touch with certain Elements of American culture. But there are so many guys that are, excuse this expression, but like that. (laughs) Know what I mean? Like, no one I've ever met could be a The Bachelor. (laughs) Does that make sense? Where do they keep them all? Right. It's definitely, it definitely seems it's, um, it feels a bit lab made. It feels, and it actually feels like it would function off of some Jurassic Park science where they're like, okay, so we found this mosquito and it's got the blood of this one type of guy in it. Yeah. And we're going to make them in a lab and they are going to be the bachelor and they're going to be like the most normative, like the most like checking these certain boxes and like, it's like the most bland kind of person. Yeah. They're just and they're just gonna kind of put them out here, and all of a sudden they're going to become like some weird platonic ideal, and they're like, oh, this is what a this is the bachelor, the bachelor, and, and it's, it's like, like, and then you end up like, okay, you've you've done the bachelor, and then you've broken up with the the woman you decided you'd spend inevitably life with, and now you're like a famous personal trainer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's like yeah. How many couples have stayed together? None. Why are we? This show doesn't work. The show is bad. It's ruining lives. <laughs> it's fascinating because, like, yeah. I I don't want to like. I just I'm so mystified at like, where are these guys? Like, <laughs> I do you know what I mean? Like, I grew up I grew up in Massachusetts, and it feels like there's an endless supply of The Bachelors. Like, there's. 47 seasons a year and then on the bachelorette it's all just the bachelors you know there's like 24 to start or however many they start with Mm -hmm. and they're all they're all equivalent to me (laughs) all the guys and it's like i've never met i that's not true i've met one guy who was on the bachelorette like because i met him like that was the reason that i met him like we were on a radio show together but i've never just in the wild met a guy where i'd be like you would be great for The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what a what a strange, like perhaps like sideways compliment or something. Yeah. Because like I wouldn't hate hearing that, but I also would be like, what about me makes you think that? Like, yeah. do I come off as because it would make me think that the person comes off as entirely like like inoffensive in a depressing mm-hmm. way. And, or something. and <laughs> I will say handsome, like kind of sure. Yes. Handsome, but in a handsome, not like in a way that you would be like, you should be an actor or you should be a model. Like you yes. should be on The Bachelor is such a specific <laughs> thing to say to someone. Do you know what I mean? Do you think maybe they raise them from young? Like there's, they're, they're raising mm-hmm. bachelors. Right. right they've right got now. kind of a little hatchlery. And yes. <laughs> 
and that's where they get him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's and Richard it. Attenborough, uh, like cracks <laughs> open an egg, and like l- like little Thomas is in there, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just give they give him like a little eyedropper full of protein powder. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like he's born in its leg day. Yeah, and they and they and they and they, and they, they lay him gently on a pile of roses, and <laughs> like someday all of this will be yours. <laughs> oh, who's here for the white weasels? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they definitely don't have any like interior life or backstory. It seems like you could like you could tell me they were like cracked out of like the sort of chamber oh. the day that the right. bachelor starts I mean, they, they go to the hometown right and you meet their family but i'm just like no this is a truman show situation <laughs> exactly. this is a made-up place that's what i'm thinking and it's like they're given their twitter handles at a certain time their facebook yes. account, everything's yep. made mm-hmm. fresh so they right. don't have a past <laughs> mm-hmm. they're they're MBA or whatever it is that they have. Yeah, Yeah. quote unquote. And I don't think they're like bad people. Again, this is not me being like these, oh, these, these bad men, these like, they bring nothing to the table. But I, I just like don't meet people like that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. I don't don't either, but I'm kind of glad. I'm not, (laughs) yeah, I don't, I'm not like, man, I wish I were friends with more of the bachelors. (laughs) Well, Well, and imagine how like violent and comfortable a scene, a series of The Bachelor would be if The Bachelor was a comedian. Like yeah. that, like if you meet a lot of comedians and then you're like, I never want a comedian to be The Bachelor. No, you wouldn't. You shouldn't. No, it's the like, wrong I, type of person. It's the, it's abs- like it would be. I would. Well, let me rephrase. I would watch it, but I think it would be yeah. the most chaotic, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I think it, he like a bachelor or a bachelorette with a comedian in it as like the lead person I think would end with them not picking anybody or like, mm-hmm. or like, I don't know, some oh, yeah. weird stuff would go on and it would be just like really a train wreck. Well, I feel like it, it would be so like not to, not to like wade in over my head on like cultural commentary and like gender and race and, and body stuff. But I do think like you, you the guys do feel very like cut from the same mold right and mm-hmm. and i i feel like if you got guys that are and women that had different um like looks about them, like just different attributes just a variety yes. of attributes across the board you might get someone like kind of carefully trying to make it not seem like they're obviously just going for the most um normatively attractive person but you might get someone being like I'm really into this. Like, this is the only person that's my type. I don't need all these guys that are like six one uh, high school lacrosse prodigies right. with business degrees. It, like, I want the one that's like, dude, this guy's like five two, and he's got real weird aggressive energy, and he reminds me of my dad in a way that makes me horny, and I don't know what to say about that. Yes. Um, so that was my season of The Bachelor. And, uh, <laughs> the Dadgeler. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you described my type to a T, Josh. So, <laughs> um, get out of my head. Uh, that was intense. <laughs> um uh well we've we started with dinosaurs we are like deep into the sort of sociological meanings and interpretations of the bachelor I love um 
thank you so much for spending some time chatting with us about dinosaurs and beyond. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was, this was it was so a real fun. treat. Thank you. <laughs> and likewise. Um, you wrote a really beautiful, gorgeous book um, that also has one of my favorite covers because it's just like a warm hug of a cover of a book. <laughs> um, if you're into that Thank sort you. of thing, if you're not into <laughs> hugs, then it's like a cold stare and a nod. Yeah, uh, but- <laughs> it's like very cool and impressive. It's kind of people called it bacheloresque, honestly. Uh. <laughs> Listen, Josh, honey, if you ever go on The Bachelor, um, you know, and I and if Maris gives the thumbs up and she says, go on The Bachelor, get us some money. So, so weirdly wrong, like wrong in a way that I couldn't even imagine my life going. (laughs) I'm on The Bachelor. Like, and again, nothing against the people that do that. It just feels like the way my life is going. I'm married. (laughs) I'm 5'10 and bald. And don't have an exercise regimen to speak of for for my life to take that turn. I'd be like, it would be like very much like you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> I would be so into that season of The Bachelor where yes. the guy the, the guy on The Bachelor keeps being like, I shouldn't be here. Something is yeah. wrong. Oh, I'm, I don't. Oh, I'm so here. sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Just apologizing all the time. <laughs> It's like everyone always stays. He doesn't want to eliminate anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, because I'm the guy, and I'm just like, oh, you all seem so nice, and I'm just not ready for this right now. Like, like we should unionize. You want to? Yeah. You want to? Yeah. There's more of us than them. Yep. <laughs> Collective bacheloring agreements. Yeah. Um, well, wait. Uh, yeah, but before we go, tell us tell us about your book or where, what, what so people could look for. I have a book. It's an essay collection called Nice Try Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results. That's available wherever you read or listen to books. And I have a podcast called Make My Day, which is a comedy game show where there's one guest every week. So the guest always wins. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Well, you, you won today, even though there weren't. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like a winner today. Oh, yeah. good, good, good. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Um, gosh, well, it was a pleasure talking to you. I think that that's that's it. Wow, it was really lovely. Yes, yeah, likewise. Um, well, we will talk to you later. Thank you for picking up the phone call. Um, a lot of I people push. screen us when you know they're not sure, and so I'm glad you no, picked up. I pick up. I'll pick up. I pick any number. No offense. <laughs> this isn't. I'm just and like hope- maybe this is the call that changes my life. <laughs> I hope this was the one. <laughs> yeah. I hope you figure out dinner too. Thank you. I'm excited yeah. about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>